The Productive Woman, Episode 50. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to share some thoughts about reaching milestones and figuring out what to do next. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 50. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. You can get a free 10-day trial of lynda.com's outstanding video courses by going to lynda.com slash tpw. It is so hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that this is the 50th episode of The Productive Woman. For me, numbers like this are milestone numbers. They are they they sort of loom big in my mind. And as I have done before in the past, as I thought about this and thinking about this as a milestone, I went to a dictionary to look up what the word means. And in the dictionary that I consulted, a milestone has a milestone has two meanings. First, it's a stone marker set up on a roadside to I- indicate the distance in miles from a given point. And second, it's an important event, such as in a child's development, the history of a nation, or the advancement of knowledge in a field, or a turning point. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. Uh, maybe it's not interesting to you, but it's interesting to me um, that, that as I think about having reached this point, you know, the last episode or so, we talked about it being the... Um, uh, first year, you know, I've just completed the first year of podcasting within and producing The Productive Woman, and that, that was a milestone, and this is another different kind of milestone, and it, it, you know, it kind of meets both of those definitions in terms of uh, thinking of 50 as a, as a, a point, uh, a marker set in the, you know, beside the road, so to speak, to indicate how far I've come from where I started but it's also a turning point or an important event uh, in in the course of of doing the podcast. It's just it's a big number to me. Um, milestones can be very motivating. They can be a place to to aim toward, or they can be a place to stop and celebrate for a moment. And I, I certainly have things to celebrate in at this time in my life and at this stage in the the development of the productive woman. But milestones can also be overwhelming or disappointing if we set our expectations unreasonably high. And I, you know, it it was a challenge for me to put this show together as I was thinking ahead, thinking, oh, it's number 50. I need to make, you know, do something really special and really make a big deal out of it. And it, it, that just overwhelmed me. And um, I had to sort of set that expectation aside that we have to make a big splash just because of a particular number um, and, and just do a show that I hope you will find something useful in, uh, talking about what's been on my mind and in my heart as I approached this week. So 
yay, <laughs> you know, 50th episode, big milestone for me, and moving on. It's also mid-July uh, as I'm recording this, so three weeks, roughly three weeks, into the second half of the year of 2015. And that's a milestone of sorts. It's, you know, you, we've passed that mid-year mark. It's a good time to, uh, you know, to take stock, to take a look back and evaluate how the year's gone so far and where we stand in relation to the goals and objectives that we set for ourselves for this year. And so, you know, I ask you, how do you feel about 2015 so far? Have you made progress on uh, achieving the things you wanted to do this year, whether personally or professionally or in relationships or whatever? Do, do you feel... Uh, uh, like you're making progress? Do you feel like you're heading in the right direction? Uh, feel good about what you've done so far this year and uh, optimistic and enthusiastic about the coming year? I I'd love to hear from you about that, either in the comments for the show um, at theproductivewoman.com slash 50, and you can you know scroll down and leave a comment there, or shoot me an email at info at, I'm sorry, at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. For me, um, as I thought about this, the first half of 2015 has been a time of challenges and changes. And those are uh, two kind of <laughs> not my favorite things, I guess. There have certainly been some successes. You know, I, wanna, I always want to try and stay focused on the positive. And, and as I've said in the past, that alone is a challenge for me. I tend to see where things can improve and be better. But um, there have been successes. I have been thrilled in the first part of this year to have had the opportunity to interact with some really amazing guests and, um, and listeners of the show. Uh, the Productive Woman was a finalist in the Podcast Awards, which was an unexpected surprise and honor. Uh, on other, on another front, my husband and I have recently taken some first steps toward making our home, uh, the farm where we live, um, available for people who need a place to retreat for time to write or time to think, or, you know, we're, we're kind of noodling on some ideas that m maybe will be of interest to some of you in the months to come. We also had our first guest who took advantage of that, um, welcome. And that, that was a real privilege and, and a thrill for us. So that's, that I count as a success or as a, as a good thing. Um, we've also had, um, I feel like I'm off to a good start at my new firm. You know, I talked in a previous episode about the huge change of um, uh, leaving the firm that I started my career at and moving to another firm in a very in the same city, but a very different kind of uh, setup. And so it was a real um, that's been a real challenge for me. Uh, but it's, I feel like I'm off to a good start. I just uh, had a conversation today with the head of the Dallas office, and he's very positive about uh, my integration. And so, you know, I count that as a success. There have been some disappointments, too. Um, I haven't accomplished some of the things I wanted to. I haven't, um, haven't finished my novel, which I, I you know, had, had put on my list of things to do. I haven't uh, created the survey that I wanted to get out there to get your feedback and input on how to improve this show and make it more useful and helpful to you. Uh, that's still something on my to-do list. 
um, you know, some other disappointments I've, I've on a personal level had, uh, uh, friendship fail and end, and that's been a challenge for me, but, um, it's easy for some of us, you know, me, maybe, maybe you too, to focus too much on what we haven't yet done on our flaws or our failures, uh, and not give enough credit to ourselves and to our circumstances for the things we actually have accomplished. I really liked a life hack article that I read recently. It's called 12 signs you're doing better than you think you are. And I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes. I really encourage you to look at that and, and read that. Um, the article starts, I wanted to read just a, a couple of sentences from the opening because I just thought it, it really caught my attention, maybe just because of the stage of life I'm in. But the article starts by saying, sometimes in life, we become so focused on what we haven't achieved that we lose sight of what we have. It's easy to forget about all the progress we've made and be discouraged by all the things in our lives that are going wrong or are missing. But maybe it's time to start taking pride in our progress. Maybe it's time that we recognize all the accomplishments we've made and the true significance of these accomplishments. And like I said, that just really kind of struck me and caught my attention. And um, uh, I, I enjoyed the rest of the article as well. And I, I'm not going to read all, the whole article to you, but I want to throw out just some of the, you know, again, the article is called 12 Signs You're Doing Better Than You Think You Are. And some of them uh, that the article talks about are uh, some of those signs that you're doing better than you think you are. You know what you don't want. You take responsibility for your life. You know the value of genuine relationships. You don't let pride get in the way of asking questions. You're grateful for what you do have. You've picked yourself up after challenges. You've made progress in an area of your life. You add meaning to the people in your life, um, and you're striving to become a better person. Uh, you know, those are some things to think about and give yourself credit for. And the article, again, I do encourage you to, to go to the show notes, find that link, and read the whole article because the, the writer kind of expands on those points in a way that I found really encouraging. Um, but some, some good things to think about as you reach this milestone, as you look back on the first half of the year and evaluate how you've done, where, you know, what, what successes you've had, maybe what disappointments, what you'd like to focus on next. And that, you know, that really was something that I was thinking about, um, in, uh, for this article, I've been thinking about it. Or, or, I mean, the, for this episode, I've been thinking about this week of of the the is the what next? Okay, so you reach a milestone, you stop and you celebrate having reached that milestone, and then you know what next? Sometimes it's hard to know, and we can we can become paralyzed at a decision point and not know what to do next. Sometimes. Uh, that happens because we have too much to do. On the other hand, sometimes it happens when we have no pressing demands or deadlines and we, we have a hard time kind of getting motivated to do something next. It can be hard to know what to do and we can be kind of stymied when all the options in front of us look bad. 
or when the preferred option, the thing we really want to go for, is really hard or seems very overwhelming. So, you know, sometimes we, we reach those milestones or we reach that stage in our life, whether it's a milestone or not, and we just, you know, we're asking ourselves, what next? What do I do now? And we're kind of stuck there. We don't know. Well, so what, what can we do when we don't know what to do? Well, to me, you know, as I thought about it, maybe the first step is to go back and look at our values and our priorities and think about whether the way we're using our time and our energy and our resources lines up with those values and priorities. Maybe take a bit of time to, uh, you know, renew our vision for the kind of life we want to build. Uh, it, it, if you want to take some time to do that, look back at some of the previous episodes where we've talked about priorities and we've talked about goal setting. Um, episode five and six, episode 15, um, I think is about dealing with discouragement. Uh, maybe if we're stuck and we're stymied, we can take some time to go through that process again, the process of setting goals and evaluating our priorities to make sure we understand uh, and have a clear vision in our minds of what kind of life we want to live and where we want to go from here. Once we've done that, I think maybe, you know, our response or how to overcome the, the roadblock or the, the, you know, stuck spot kind of depends on the situation and what has us blocked or uncertain about our next steps. For instance, if it's because there's just so much to do, we, we don't even know where to start. You know, we've got all this stuff coming at us, all these expectations to be met, all these projects that need to be tended to or whatever it is. And it's like you look around and what do I do no matter which thing I pick? Um, you know, something's going to be neglected and, you know, the spaghetti's all falling off all sides of the tray or whatever analogy you want to use. So what can you do if you're, you're not sure what to do next because there's just too much? Well, I think the first step is to go through that triage process that we've talked about before. Get uh, Open up a file on your computer or maybe better get a notepad and a pen or a pencil and just write down everything. Do that brain dump, that mind dump of all the things that are weighing on you that, that you need to get done, that uh, you know, you're not sure where to start. Get it all there on paper in front of you. And then do the triage of evaluating, all right, what on that list can you delete? What, what really doesn't have to be done? What can you defer? What can wait um, until later when you have more time? What can be delegated? Where can you get help? And again, we've talked about this process in previous episodes. But once you've gone through the list, you've got everything on paper in front of you, so you really know, instead of this free-floating anxiety about what am I forgetting and what, you know, what's not getting tended to, you've written everything down. You go through and you think about it and you say, you know what, I don't need to do this. I don't need to, this doesn't have to be done. These things can wait until next week or next month or whatever. This, maybe my husband can do, maybe this my friends can do, maybe, um, you know, my assistant can do these things. 
once you've narrowed that list to the things that still may be too many um, to get done in the time that you have, but you've narrowed it really down to those things that must be done, must be done right away, and must be done by you, then you pick one. Uh, You know, you just pick one and start. And... um, and not spend a lot of time analyzing. Now, you can sort of weigh them a little bit and look at, look at that list and think of, of all the things facing us, which, which action would have the biggest impact, whether on how you're feeling or on your business or on your home life or for somebody else. What, you, you, only you can define what kind of impact matters the most. But, uh, you know, and pick that one. You know, if, if something jumps out at, at you as, as being, you know, something that's really going to make a huge difference, take a big load off your mind, whatever, pick that first and just, you know, head down and, and, and buckle down and, and start working on it. So that is, that is one process, I guess, for if, if you're not sure what to do because there's just too much coming at you. On the other end of the spectrum, um, I find myself sometimes not sure what to do next when there's really nothing pressing. I don't, you know, I'm at, at that stage and it happens in my law practice or, or whatever else where I've kind of done all my stuff. I'm waiting on other people to do things and the day's kind of stretching in front of me and there's nothing that really has to get done right now. And, uh, it can be hard to get motivated to, to do something productive at that point. So what can you do? Well, maybe you can take a break. You know, uh, that was something I had to learn in the practice of law early on. It can be very demanding. You don't always have a lot of control over the schedule because clients need things done when they need them done, and you've got to get them done then. And so I learned pretty quickly that when, when you've gone through a crazy phase of, you know, working long days and into the night to get a deal closed, and that deal closes and there's a lull there, go home, you know, take the afternoon off, um, go to a movie, take a nap, whatever. That may be one thing to do. And, that, you know, as I know you know, getting that rest or that little break can have a huge impact on your, um, or on my uh, outlook on life and my motivation. So that might be one thing uh, if you're not sure what to do. Take a break, take a nap, do something. Um, if you then when you're ready to do something, uh, maybe create your own deadline. You know, if you've got something, it's not pressing, but it's something you've kind of been wanting to do. Get started. Set a timer. Um, use the you know the Pomodoro technique that we've talked about in the past, where you set a timer for you know whether it's 20 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever your sort of work. Um, chunk of time is set a timer and just work until the timer goes off and then you get up you set the timer for five minutes and you take a five minute break and then you repeat that routine uh, until your project's done but sometimes creating your own deadline can uh, increase your motivation help you kind of know what to do next or get a friend to race you Um, I've had some uh, it's been fun at various times in the past where uh, writer friends of mine uh, on Facebook will announce, all right, we're doing 60-minute sprints. Who's gonna? Who's with me? And how many words can you get written in the next 60 minutes? Go. And everybody's writing, and then you check back in an hour later and report how many words you got written. And that, that can really get you going. Uh, refocus yourself. 
Um, and think about if you're trying to decide what to do next and there's nothing really, you know, no outside demands, no deadlines that you have to meet, and you're finding it hard to get started, refocus. One way to do that is is to go back. We talked in an earlier episode about choosing a word for the year, uh, which is a thing a lot of people do, or three words, which is what I did. Um, my words this year are connect, build, and simplify. And those are kind of touchstones uh, to come back to um, because they apply in a lot of areas of my life. And if I'm feeling kind of blah and unmotivated and I'm not sure what to do next, I can go through those words to think about um, what have I done lately to connect or to build or to simplify? What can I do tomorrow or right now to connect with someone or connect with myself or connect with God or what connect in some way or build something, uh, you know, advance the, the things I want to do with the podcast or simplify my life. Those, if you have a word like that, that's been kind of a theme for the year, uh, reminding yourself of that and getting recentered on that and refocused can help decide what to do next. What if you, what do you do if the reason you can't figure out what to do next is because all the options in front of you look bad? You know, none of them is appealing because they all, they all seem very uh, negative, either, you know, really hard or, or just unpleasant in some way to you. There are a number of things I guess we can do. We can start with changing our perspective. Think about, is there a positive way to look at one or more of these options that will make it more appealing, um, a, grow, a way that will grow coming out of it, or, you know, just something about it. Find a way to look at it positively. Um, get creative, you know. Can you come up with another alternative, either on your own or with help? I mean, that's one way when, when everything seems bad and you're kind of paralyzed because you don't want to go any direction that's in front of you. Maybe get some help in evaluating. Call a friend that you trust and kind of talk through it and get their perspective on what the options are. And and find, you know, the strength and the courage or get somebody to, to work alongside you to help you to do, you know, w- one of those, whichever one you choose. What if the reason um, we're struggling to know what to do next is because the thing we most want to do, the, the option that we prefer is really, really hard or overwhelming. It's just a huge project or, um, you know, whether it's I'm going to, you know, do the, the new Japanese tidying process on my whole house or I need to write a book or I need to um, find three new clients or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you need or want to do but it feels overwhelming. Um, what can you do about that? Well, you know, the, the thought that comes to mind is the old adage, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You break it down into tiny, tiny steps um, and then do one of those each day or week or whatever. And, you know, I was talking with a friend at lunch today who was uh, sharing about uh, that she's kind of at a crossroads in her professional life and trying to decide what to do next. And, there's some challenges at work, and she's, she, she loves her job, but, and she's been doing it a long time, and she's very good at it, but it's not as satisfying right now as it has been in the past, and we were kind of talking through options, and, 
And I thought it was very telling, you know, as we were, we were talking about, well, is it time to, is this a time to just sort of work your way through? This is a transition time and things will get better. Or should you be considering other options? And she said, well, you know, if, if, if in an ideal world, I would do X, but that's not realistic and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, wait a minute. Why, what's not realistic about it? Well, it's not my field. And, you know, and she had these reasons why it wasn't something realistic for her to do. And I could hear this sort of wistfulness in her voice. And I thought, hmm, it, you know, it sounds like there's a passion there that maybe feels a little too overwhelming to try to pursue and uh, so, you know, we talked about what she could do, maybe small steps in that direction. I said, I'm not telling, I would never tell somebody, just quit your job and go after this other thing. But maybe is there something you can do, a step you can take? Well, she's taking a class that will um, help prepare her and fill in some gaps to maybe move in that direction. And, and as we talked, it came out that in, in uh, taking, signing up for these classes, uh, and another class she had taken in the past, she's made a connection with someone, with a professor who has the ability to perhaps connect her with people um, uh, that might get her an opportunity to do this thing she's been dreaming about. So, you, you know, I guess don't get, we need to let ourselves dream and figure out a way to move in that direction. Maybe we can't get there. Maybe it's a huge leap from here to there and we can't do it all in one leap but when something is really hard or really scary or really overwhelming we need to cut it down to size and do you know figure out what's the tiniest little thing that I could do to move in that direction today and just do that you know, you're not committing to change your life tomorrow. You're just going to do this one tiny little thing. I just think that can make such a huge difference. And I, you know, I'm saying this because I need to hear it. I tend to get overwhelmed. I have big dreams um, for things that I don't feel very qualified for sometimes. And I have to remind myself that, well, I'm not going to just jump ship and do that thing today, but I could do this little tiny thing that moves me a little bit in that direction and just and then tomorrow we'll see what happens there. So those are some thoughts that I had this week and thinking about the well what next now that we've um, you know made it through the first half of 2015 and looked back and and now looking forward at, at the things that we uh, want to accomplish in the rest of the year and you know the rest of our lives in, in that ongoing process of making lives that matter. What do you think? Are you celebrating the accomplishments of the first half of the year or struggling to figure out what your next steps should be? I'd love to hear from you. And as I said before, either share your thoughts or, or ideas in the uh, comments for the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 50, or you can uh, always comment, uh, you know, leave a post on Facebook, uh, at, on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. I, I love to hear from you. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email those to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or you can leave a voice message uh, by going to theproductivewoman.com or the, the Productive Woman Facebook page. Both of them have a button you can click on to leave a voice message. And that comes to me and... Uh, I love to hear from you. 
Uh, as a reminder, I, I really appreciate it if you enjoy the show, if you think it's worthwhile, if you'd like, uh, uh, if you think other women might benefit or from being part of this conversation, you can help that process by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or Stitcher. There are links to do that in the show notes, or you can just go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher, and that takes you right to the spot where you can um, subscribe to the show or you can leave a few sentences of a review. I, I just appreciate that more than you know. I want to say a special thank you to a couple of new listeners, um, Allison McFerrin-James and Christina Sherwood. Both have, in the last week or two, left uh, posts on Facebook uh, commenting that they've just started listening, enjoy it on their daily commute, and uh, really en uh, enjoy the show. Uh, thank you so much, Allison and Christina. I, I appreciate the words of encouragement and look forward to hearing from you your suggestions about what I can cover that is, uh, will make the show more helpful to you or that you'd like to hear from. If you haven't picked up your free copy of my digital toolbox, the the handout that's got descriptions of the, the products or the, the mostly apps and some things like that that I use and rely on to be productive. Remember, you can check that out on the website. There's a button in the show notes, or you can just go to theproductivewoman.com slash favorite apps. That's all one word. And you can just download that for free. And I hope it helps you. Before we wrap up, I do want to say, uh, again, a quick thank you to lynda.com for, for supporting the show. lynda.com, and that's L-Y-N-D-A.com, is the place to go for high-quality video tutorials on just about any subject you can imagine. They have over 3,000 courses taught by industry experts with uh, more being added weekly. And these courses cover all skill levels from beginner to advanced, and anything you can think about, um, public speaking, leadership, photography, computer programming, how to um, use your iPhone or your, uh, you know, your, your Mac or your PC, any kinds of courses, anything you might want to learn, any skill you want to learn or expand your knowledge in an area you, you already know a little bit about, you're going to find a course on lynda.com. Uh, that will help you. And these are, as I said, very high quality video tutorials. Um, you get access to their entire library of video courses for one low monthly price. So you're not paying for each course that you decide to look at. You pay the monthly price and you can watch as many of these as you want to. And they're all set up in kind of bite-sized chunks. So you can watch a little bit at a time or a whole course if you have time. The Productive Woman listeners can get a free 10-day trial by going to lynda.com slash tpw. And again, that's l-y-n-d-a dot com slash tpw for the Productive Woman. During that free trial period, you get unlimited access to their library. So do give it a try by going to lynda.com slash tpw and let me know what you think after you've checked them out. Thank you so much to lynda.com for supporting The Productive Woman. 
And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I want to thank you, as always, for spending this time with me. I don't take it lightly. It means the world to me to have this time to interact with you. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you found something in the show that was helpful to you. Uh, And I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.